Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another video. Hope you're all doing well and that you're all having a wonderful day. As always, leaving a like, leaving a comment, leaving a subscribe, leaving another like or commenting once again. All these things do help out the channel immensely and are very much appreciated. Welcome back to another News I Missed, where I go over News I Missed. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. On Thursday, billionaire investor Mike Novogratz shared his thoughts on Bitcoin. Former hedge fund manager Novogratz is the founder and CEO of Galaxy Digital, a technology-driven financial services and investment management firm that provides institutions and direct clients with a full scale of financial solutions spanning the digital asset ecosystem. <gasps> Novogratz's comments about Bitcoin were made while he was being interviewed by Joe Kernan on CNBC's Squawk Box. When Kernan asked Novogratz if Bitcoin would eventually be used like a currency, i.e. mainly as a means of payment, Novogratz said, I don't think it'll be a currency. I think it'll be a store of value. Listen, Ethereum is already trading like a currency, right? It's a currency of culture. What? When people buy NFTs, they say, how much ETH does it cost? That's true. And so I think you're going to have this world where we have opt-in communities, like people are opting into the Bitcoin community. There are literally more people that own Bitcoin than live in Russia, which is also very, very true. It's weird to think about that. That's actually a very weird... There are more people who own Bitcoin than live in that country. That is odd. He said they freely opt in. And said, we believe in this ethos of this community, which is a hard money way to store our wealth. And I think that will gain momentum as trust continues to break down. Also, not a lie. He said, listen, I like that he keeps telling people to listen. If Jay Powell and Janet Yellen can get our economies back to 2% inflation, good luck. And have our debt come back because growth is so high and we go from 140 debt to GDP to 70. Americans won't have to buy Bitcoin, right? If you are in Turkey... You would feel pretty stupid having all your money in the Turkish lira. For those of you who were not here, and I mean, it's still going on. The Turkish lira has collapsed and is still collapsing and is not. If you, oh gosh, I watch so many documentaries. If you have a moment, uh, look up documentaries on Turkey's financial crisis. The amount of people using Bitcoin in that country. And also look up like uh, water. That should lead you in the right direction because it's looking kind of grim. And so he said, when there is bad stewardship, stewardship, stewardship on economies, which our stewardship has not been great. Let's make no bones about it. Bitcoin provides a great alternative. Anytime this man is in the news, it ends up making popular news because it's usually some sort of like the world's economy is not doing well. Things aren't looking too good. Don't buy gold. I do find it fascinating the once again the light shift in the air that we see of people who are I mean really patting Ethereum on the back talking about how amazing cool and funky fly it is and all that other stuff. So yeah, uh this made headline news simply because he said the words Russia and Turkey. And it was mainly about who should be buying Bitcoin, who will be the most affected. And I mean, to be completely frank and honest, if your bank is giving you 0.01% interest and your current inflation rate is over 3%, which I believe is just about everywhere on the planet, you know, cryptos may seem like a good alternative 
to your wallet, your bank account, and all the other things that we're not even going to have to go over. Yeah. So that's the Mike Novogratz believes that the people who should buy Bitcoin are people who are affected by the uh, current rate of inflation. Uh, have You must have seen them. I, you are either there or you have seen them online. Uh, the the how high petrol or gas prices are in certain places around the world, even in the States, somebody posted something and it was like $9.99 and it, like, it looked like it could not go any further and somebody was like, you can just move the decimal point over and they can totally start charging $11. So inflation's definitely transitory. That's what they told us. Anyway, that's the Mike Novogratz news. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Also in the news, a top executive at Bitcoin custodial firm Fidelity Digital Assets Europe says that the crypto industry is mirroring the commodities boom of the 1990s. In a new interview with Real Vision founder and macro guru Raoul Pal, Christopher Tyrer, that is T-Y-R-E-R, says the crypto markets are setting up the same way commodities did decades ago. He said, people are asking, is crypto a real investable asset class? Does this have a place in traditional diversified investment portfolios? These are the questions that went through with commodities 20 years ago. And we know how that pretty much managed. Every portfolio has some allocation to commodities as a diversifier. The setup that we had back then and the setup that we have right now, the parallels are just really striking. Tyra says... That in the early 2000s, blue chip companies were hesitant to invest in commodities until the proper infrastructure was set up. He says that today, crypto assets are going through the same pattern of growth. This is not the first time that we're hearing something like this. It has been estimated for a number of years. In 2017, I believe, the numbers we were given were we were in 1995, 1996, 1997. People knew about computers. Not everybody had a computer. Computers seemed kind of interesting, but you know, people could still write letters. Where we currently are right now is on the cusp of the beginning of the time period where everyone had a flip phone. Remember those like those 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 razor phones? Oh yeah, I got a flipping razor phone and all these other things. We are currently inching our way as we see more and more people every single day, every year especially is more important get into the cryptocurrency space. This is why, once again, when we get those numbers of where Bitcoin may be by the year 2032, they look astronomically insane. The idea being, if we are now walking into the year 2000 in the cryptocurrency space, do you remember what 2010 was like? All the social media was already there, all the websites. If you if you did not have a website and you were a business, people would look at you like you were, what are you news newspaper i have no idea what that is everyone had an iphone or an android remember those old oh my gosh my phone's better i'm pretty sure they're still going on anyway so i think the next 10 years are going to be just as fascinating as the last 13 years that have passed by with bitcoin being around uh but i still always think maybe it's just me of the people who don't have any crypto i if crypto ends up, no, I mean, I think it'll be like a mirrored reflection of where we currently are right now. If you don't invest or have not invested, if you don't have stocks or bonds or mutual funds, 
where if you do have these things, you are well ahead of the curve compared to other people who have never invested before. So I just assume in the 2030s and 2040s and 2050s and 2060s and 2070s and 2080s, everyone who has crypto is going to be living large, as they say, while other people who don't will probably be working until they're 90. Oh my gosh, watch documentaries on like type in like retirement crisis or like social security crisis or what's the other really big one? The people are never going to retire. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Can you imagine? Not even not even working until you're 65 or 67 or 72 like in some countries. Imagine the retirement age being 98 and you still cannot retire because you don't have enough money. Anyway, that's the Fidelity Digital Assets. Europe says that we are in the late 1990s, early the year 2000 when it comes to cryptocurrencies market. And yeah, I hope you all retire. Let's move on. Here's a doozy. In a recent interview, Charles Hoskinson, co-founder and CEO of IO Global, a.k.a. IOG, formerly, geez, Louise, stop it. I'm pointing at the screen. You can't see this. Co-founder and CEO of IO Global, also known as IOG, formerly known as IOHK. That reminds me of like, remember like in the early 2000s where all the rappers were changing their names? Puff Daddy became Diddy, and then it was P. Diddy, and then it was P. Diddy Bite Size, and then it was Pop Diddy Poop Poop. And then you had uh, Snoop Dogg also became Snoop Lion. You must remember that. I can't be the only one who remembers saying Snoop Lion out loud. The company responsible for Cardano's research and development explained why June and October are going to be great months for Cardano. I repeat, Charles Hoskinson has stated that June and October are going to be great months for Cardano. Hoskinson's comments were made during an interview with Marco Monti, stop. Marco Monti Montemagno. That's the guy's name. If that person isn't rich, give them money. That's that's the most pretentious name I think I've ever. Marco Monti Montemagno, the host of Insider W3B. When Hoskinson was asked about his three top priorities, he replied, right now, I would say commercial comparability sustainability and self-determination are the three big things that we are really working on in terms of commercial comparability. We focused an enormous amount of effort in the beginning of the project on correctness and scientific excellence. So we developed all of these phenomenal protocols this year. All these updates are coming that are massively improving the scalability and expressiveness, okay, of the system so that you'll get the same type of performance you're seeing from systems like Solana and so forth, okay, or at least in the same order of magnitude. Doesn't Solana do like 3,000 transactions per second? Which one? It's it's either Solana or Polkadot or other coin. One of them does like 3,000 transactions. Is he hinting at something? Or at least in the same order of magnitude, not only do you get all the security, the correctness, the resilience, and a great 3 million person community, but you also get the best of what competitors are bringing to bear. He said, June and October are going to be great months for us because those are the months where we're turning a lot of new features on in terms of improvements in Plutus, sidechains, pipelining, and then there are some phenomenal, phenomenal, my gosh, phenomenal applied research threads like Hydra in terms of scalability. You'd like a system that 
as it operates, it gets more efficient. That would be ideal. More scalable and has the ability to grow at an organic pace. And the system contains that same cost center and standard of performance that you come to know and love. That means you need things like mithril. My gosh, this man spoke a lot. It was an interview, to be fair. So, is this another 2018-2019 kind of scenario where Cardano said that they were going to be launching a whole bunch of new products and then it took about another two and a half years for us to actually get those projects, but then we actually ended up getting them and then Cardano's price actually moved up higher? Or will this simply be that in June, there's going to be a major update and then in October, there's a major update and then could we see, I'm pretty sure Cardano hit $3 before. Fairly, I'm fairly, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain that we actually hit three dollars before. Can Cardano hit five dollars or maybe seven dollars? Will Bitcoin be back up to eighty thousand dollars by then, as we've heard before? Will Ethereum have upgraded to two point in the merge and therefore be seeing a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollar Ethereum? Nobody knows. But I mean, all the all the chips are there. It's not like all the pieces aren't there. Just a matter of the the whales need to stop whaling so we can. Move the market back up. That's the Charles Hoskinson. I saw very little uh, people talking about this, especially like because usually what happens is is that we end up getting you know news from Vitalik or news from somebody else, and someone goes, "We have updates," and everybody goes, "Yeah." We normally don't get like a a a general month. We may get like a quarter, <laughs> like. Hey, guys, update coming in quarter three, maybe quarter four and a half, maybe next year, quarter seven or something like that. But never months. I will be looking out for this. June and October. Great months for Cardano. I'm excited. Are you? And yeah. Let's move on. Next up. Japan has decided to smoothen. Is smoothen a word? Isn't it soften? Smoothen. Out the process that involves giving a green signal to new cryptocurrency listings. This simplification is aimed towards uplifting and um, amplifying the overall crypto's market stance in Japan. More cryptocurrency listings would start to operate in the country as opposed to how the situation was in the past, promoting healthy competition. Quite a number of cryptocurrencies would be exempted from scrutiny, as mentioned by the Japan Virtual and Crypto Asset Exchange Association, or JVCEA, J-V-C-E-A, the Japan Virtual and Crypto Assets Exchange Association composes of a group of 31 exchanges and will supposedly make public the listing of 18 cryptocurrencies that would be inspected in the month of March. Okay. Previously, all members needed to go through a screening process at the association. Cryptocurrencies on this alleged green list will not undergo any screening. Does it say green list anywhere? I don't see a green list list. Hmm. Um, the vice president of the Jvka has expressed concerns over the fact that it takes quite a bit of time to list any particular token. Hence, Japan needs to catch up with the speed globally. He said only a handful of crypto exchanges are profitable because it took such a long time to get cryptocurrencies approved. Users also flocked to overseas. What? Really? They went other places when they couldn't make money? This was mentioned by the VP of Jvka. Yeah, not surprised. Um, they should have done this a long time ago. I still think people who are in power, people who rule, they are many times in a way incentivized to not bring society forward. Not saying that that's the case right here. 
But it's kind of like when I always make fun of, uh, you know, there's a, what do you call it? Mm, there's like a crypto law or something that's going to be passed. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll sign that in 2027. Why not do it now? Why not move people forward? Why not give us into a, a new age of prosperity with wealth and cryptocurrencies? But you know how that whole thing goes. So anyway, cool. I hope they get to it because uh, Japan and, and once again in South Korea were major, major places for the cryptocurrency market. If at some point, because I, I think right now, I think Japan is only allowed to list Bitcoin, Ethereum, I think Bcash as well. Uh, I think Litecoin, XRP is also there as well because of the Yoshitaka Katao Ripple whole thing. And I think one other coin. Imagine what happens to... Oh, I think also Cardano. I think that was also one of the announcements earlier this year. Imagine what happens if they get Solana and Polkadot and all these other 95 other coins that people love. And people start buying tons of them. Well, probably the price would go up. I don't know, though. You know, I'm just, just saying. All righty. That's the Japanese exchange are going to be accelerating cryptocurrency listings news. And we'll probably get in news about that happening news as well, because we definitely will hear if there's going to be like 13 other listings around the world news. And yeah, uh, let's move on. And to finish things off in this keeps happening this way, Binance is relentless. When it comes to buying up companies and just expanding in general, with the goal of further developing and expanding Brazil's cryptocurrency and blockchain ecosystem, Binance has inked a memorandum of understanding to explore and possibly acquire Sim Simpaul. Is that the name of it? It's like an error there. Okay, Simp. It says Simpaul. Investimentos. A Brazilian securities brokerage firm. I feel like there's like an accent here. The computer just messed it up. The transaction is authorized by Brazilian regulators and the Central Bank of Brazil and the Securities and Exchange Commission of Brazil, or CVM. CVM. The firm, however, did not disclose the time frame for the acquisition, Changpeng Sao said. In a fast-developing market like Brazil, crypto can transform and facilitate people's lives. And as such, we believe in full collaboration with local authorities, because they have to say that now, that Binance has a lot to contribute in developing the cryptocurrency community and ecosystem in Brazil. We spoke about this like a day or two ago. They, they don't stop. It's, it's really weird. Not that it, okay, the word's not weird. It's fascinating that they're doing so much expansion and no other cryptocurrency exchange is doing the exact same thing. That's, those are the words that I, I wanted to use. So once again, what was the news from yesterday or the day before? Binance bought something. Oh, no. Binance is now in Dubai and, and in Qatar and some somewhere else around there. And now they're also in Brazil and they're trying to acquire a, a securities brokerage firm, which is intelligent because this would if you have that, that brokerage firm, you acquire all their licenses by default, which means that Binance would, from the get-go, be able to provide securities within Brazil. Genius. That's the Binance news. Not really much more to cover there. It's just every day they keep buying up another company. And yeah, let's move on. I do hope that you've all enjoyed. I do hope that you all are having a great day, a great morning, a great afternoon, a great evening, wherever you are, wherever you might be. I do hope it's absolutely fantastic. 
Thank you all once again for watching and or listening, and I will most certainly uh, be talking. Oh, only one person on the bus. Be t- oh, now it's full. Wow. Be talking <laughs> to you all soon. See you.